Welcome to another edition of Conversations Different, the New Mexicans podcast focusing on the interesting people and issues of northern New Mexico. This week, it's all about the legislature. New Mexico is starting its 30-day session, and reporters Daniel Chacon and Robert Knott will be there to have all the news. We're going to have them give a preview of what's happening. Welcome, Daniel. Welcome, Robert. Good morning. Good morning, and thank you for having us. We are happy to have you. Uh, it's you know I don't get to see you guys often because <laughs> once the session starts, you will be at the roundhouse. This may be it. Well, what I always say is that you know for the next either thirty or sixty days, whatever whatever uh, length of time the session is, we basically live at the Capitol. I mean, it really does feel that way where you start at eight in the morning and sometimes you don't leave until two in the morning and it's uh it's sort of like groundhog day it's it's uh you're there all the time but that's what we're there to do because we want to bring as much coverage to our, our readers as possible yeah and one thing people might not know is that the santa fe new mexican is one of the few newspapers left in the country that has two capital reporters and i believe we're going to have a new person helping you guys is that right in, robert yeah gabriella new reporters coming in gabriel porter i believe she's going to come in and help us out and maybe get some training about it so yeah it'll be nice to have a third eye over there and a third voice. Yeah. Okay. And in, in addition, we're going to have reporters that ha- that cover specific topics also at the Capitol. So you'll, our readers will hear from a variety of voices when it comes to our legislative coverage. That's nice. And that means they're, they're experts on the topic. Exactly. So to speak. Okay. So start out, Robert, with what is the big focus? This is a 30-day session. It focuses on money, although the governor can add other things to the agenda. But what do you see as the big issue this session? You mean beyond the budget? Mm-hmm. They're probably going to be going after, and I know Danielle can speak about this in a moment, they're probably going to be looking for, A, more crime prevention legislation to do something with what people consider a really uh, terrible crime. And Even though violent. it's dropping big time right yeah. now. And then probably somewhat tied to that, um, gun control or gun safety issues. And I think Daniel attended a uh, Chamber of Commerce meeting with some lawmakers the other night, and he can probably speak to that. Yes. In fact, the governor's economic development advisor was at that legislative preview event hosted by the Santa Fe Chamber of Commerce. And he said that two of the governor's key priorities will be public safety and housing. What he said is that gun control is going to be multifaceted. And the lawmakers also spoke about sort of the slew of gun uh, violence prevention measures that uh, lawmakers will be considering this session, whether it's, you know, we've we've seen it before uh, and it hasn't gotten across the finish line. So there are folks that are pushing a ban on assault weapons that would be mirrored after what U.S. Senator Heinrich is proposing in Congress. There is also another push for a 14-day waiting period. Uh, so I'm, so if you're angry and want to kill your girlfriend, you have to maybe cool down before you can buy a gun and go shoot whoever you wanted to shoot. What we heard from Representative Sapansky last night in terms of the 14-day waiting period is, is the primary driver of that is uh, suicide prevention. Right. And so if you do a, a waiting period and hopefully, you know, give folks time to cool off, there might be an impact in terms of reducing uh, the suicide numbers in New Mexico. That makes sense. And of course, on the other side, if you're in danger and you wanted to buy a gun, you wouldn't want a waiting period. So we want to give that perspective as well. Um, Robert, what do you think the chances are? Because what I've read, I think maybe it was even one of Daniel's stories is that they think most of these bills are dead on arrival even if they debate them and talk about them, they may not go anywhere. You mean the gun safety bills? Yeah. 
I, I don't have an answer for that. It's been too unpredictable in the past. The vast majority have fallen by the wayside. Every now and then one succeeds, like Benny's Law. Right, the safe year. storage. Safe storage. So um, is, is the legislature's appetite uh, hungry enough this year to maybe push through one or two of them? Are there constitutional questions or issues regarding violations of the Second Amendment that need to be considered and may hold things up? What does the public want? I think it'll all, all play out once again um, in the 30 days. And I, I, wouldn't bet, I wouldn't bet on it either way. You know, I, you raise an interesting question because after the legislative uh, preview event, I spoke with Representative Andrea Romero, who will be spearheading a number of these gun control measures. And I said, well, what's different? You know, you all haven't been able to get these bills passed in the past. And what she says is that the sponsors of these bills have heard the concerns that have been voiced in previous sessions and that the pieces of legislation have been amended in such a way that it should address the concerns that have been voiced in the past. Now, whether that turns out to be true or not, remains to be seen. Right, because as we know, sometimes the concerns are just a reason to vote against it. And when it's fixed, you still vote against it. You know, And the Senate is still more conservative than the House. So these measures could pass in the House, but then get stopped somewhere along the way at the Senate. What we've seen in the past is a lot of these pieces of legislation have a lot of support, a lot of backing from them, and they die in committee. They never even make it to the floor. I mean, it, as, as Robert mentioned earlier, it's, it's how unpredictable how things will turn out. So. Right. Then there's so many ways to kill a piece of legislation should one want to, which one usually does. Uh, Robert, what will you be focusing on in your coverage? Well, I could joke that they've got me on cannabis and liquor based on my background before I started at the paper. But, uh, um, That's right. You're a veteran. No, no, just kidding. Actually, I am a military <laughs> I know veteran, you are. so I do cover veterans affairs. In general, we work at where Danielle covers the Senate and I cover the House. And for the most part, we therefore take the lead on whatever bills come out of those two chambers, often following them if they've been over to the other chamber and switching. A couple exceptions are he is generally the budget guy and the tax guy, which is good because you don't want to look at my bank account and have me covering the budget. Um, <laughs> but I'm sure that some of the elements that are, they'll, they'll probably keep me on cannabis. There's going to be some, now that it's legalized, there are going to be some tweaks to the uh, Cannabis Regulation Act. So I have a pretty good background in that. I'm sure I'll be covering that. And we're already seeing a lot of behavioral health and uh, affordable housing initiatives. So I'll be keeping my eyes on those as well. The housing initiative is really not new necessarily, but it's really an important push, partly because we've seen so many more people who are unhoused on the streets, and there's so many just young families that can't afford a new house. So it's kind of going at a lot of levels. It's not just at helping homeless people. It's also at helping people buy or rent places. Is that correct? It's fair to say that maybe even a third level is um, some advocates for addressing the crime rate are arguing that rather than incarcerate people, find ways to, to house them, to give them a stable footing, so then from there they can get mental health services, behavioral health services, maybe get a job. So there are there's three ways to look at that, which is the homeless, then there's the crime scene, and finally, you know, you and me trying to afford living in Santa Fe so we can stay here and work in Santa Fe. That's right. Just to uh, piggyback on that, the governor is proposing a $500 million housing package in this budget. And as I understand it, based on what we've seen so far, half of that would be for direct assistance for renters and homeowners and to help people dealing with homelessness. Okay. And on that, we'll take a break. We'll be back in a moment with a preview of this year's legislative session.
Thanks, Inez. This is Patrick Dorsey, publisher of the Santa Fe New Mexican. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Conversations Different with Inez Russell Gomez. Great local content is only possible with a talented staff dedicated to bringing you the best local content possible. For that staff to do its work, we need your support by subscribing to the Santa Fe New Mexican. If you're already a subscriber, thank you. And if not, there's never been a better time to subscribe. In addition to our home-delivered newspaper that comes with full digital access, we also provide digital-only subscriptions for SantaFeNewMexican.com. We'll also be releasing more online-only audio and video programming moving forward. The Santa Fe New Mexican has been here for nearly 175 years, and we want to continue being your source for local news and information. Visit us at SantaFeNewMexican.com slash subscribe or call us at 505-986-3010. Thank you. It's a new day in New Mexico, and the doors to boundless opportunity are open as tens of thousands of New Mexicans reach higher to pursue a dream, broaden their horizons, and retrain for a better job. With the New Mexico Lottery and Opportunity Scholarships, you could build yourself a better future anywhere in the state. You put in the hard work, we'll help with the costs. For eligibility details, visit reachhirenm.com. We are back with Conversations Different. This week, we are focusing on the legislative session, which just started. Daniel Chacon and Robert Knott are the New Mexicans' ACE Capital reporting team, and they will be there to tell us what is going on. And one of the the points that Robert made during the break is following a bill for just an ordinary citizen can be an interesting process. Robert, what are some things that people should know if they want to know about an issue? How do they find out? The New Mexico legislature website is pretty good. And the the, the, the streaming, the live streaming is generally working pretty well unless Daniel... So you can that. watch it live as you it's happening. You can watch it live. What you want to do is go on... Look up your bill. It's not that difficult. There's a bill finder queue and then find out where which committee it's being heard. It may or may not be on the daily agenda when you look on the website for committee X. So you're a little frustrated. When's it going to be heard? And sometimes you have to call the committee that's um, taking care of that and get an assistant on the phone and say, do you know if it's going to be heard? And yes, there's going to be a little bit of jumping through hoops. Each bill is generally heard through three committees on each side. So three three committees in the House. Then it goes to the House floor. If it passes, three committees on the Senate. They have room to cut that down to two, and in rare occasions, they'll cut it down to one. It'll move really fast. So keeping track of them is not easy. you got to be ready to uh, improvise as they improvise, and don't assume that a committee hearing is going to start on time just because it says 10 o'clock. They may start at 10.30, 10.45. And if your bill is the first one on the agenda and you're going to pop up early, it may be pushed to the 8th. And if your bill is eighth on the agenda and you think you'll show up, you know, an hour in, they could have already heard it. So keeping track as best you can of the entire hearing, the committee hearing while your bill is there is probably pretty important. Isn't there a rule that the farther you drive, the more likely it is that your hearing is canceled? <laughs> <laughs> that tends to happen. And that's one of, one of the things that I was going to say is that just because a bill is scheduled to be heard by a certain committee or even on the floor doesn't mean that it will. Uh, it's a constantly changing, evolving environment in the legislature during a legislative session. So you, 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 know, you might want to think 
twice about driving down from Las Cruces if your bill is going to be heard in committee because there's a chance that it might not be. But Robert made a really good point that folks in New Mexico have an opportunity to participate without even driving to Santa Fe. They can go to nmlegis.gov and you can research the variety of bills that lawmakers are considering. The, the state is really good about webcasting these different meetings, whether it be in, in committee or on on the floor. And all of that is available on nmlegis.gov. That's great to know. And uh, to be clear, the state is really good now after advocates pushed for years to make it transparent because for a long time, you were either in person or you didn't get to see it. Yes, ma'am. Thank and you for that clarification. Yeah, yes. no, but you're right. It, it's wonderful now. And when you're searching for a bill, you can do it by number or by topic. So if you don't know the number of your bill or if it's in the House or the Senate, you go to the bill finder and just say, I want to know what bills about dogs are going to be introduced or whatever. And there's usually, speaking of dogs, uh, there's usually a few offbeat bills, even though this is supposed to be a serious session about money and budgeting. Uh, what comes up that surprises you? That usually happens. I think that's part of the fun of covering the, the, the session is that you just don't know what might come up and be kind of a fun topic to cover that uh, in during the last legislative session we had, uh, you know, making the smell of green chili roasting the official aroma for New Mexico. You know, it was a fun topic. We had kids down from uh, southern New Mexico come and testify before the legislature. And some bills are obviously more uh, offbeat than others. Uh, this year, we've got Stephanie Lord, a Republican from Sandia Park, who is introducing a bill uh, to make necrophilia a crime in New Mexico. Wow. And we're one of the few states, you know, as unique as we always are, that does not make it a crime to have sex with dead bodies. <laughs> Just like last year, we had the bestiality bill and because New Mexico did not want have one in place. And that actually passed and was, was signed into law, wasn't yeah. it? Yes. Yes, yeah. it sure was. The problem I have with the necrophilia bill is only that I don't think anyone is actually having sex with dead bodies, whereas they probably might have been uh, assaulting animals. So there was a reason for the bestiality bill that we may not. I hope we don't have. What but, rep representative, excuse me, what Representative Lord mentioned to me is that she was at a, a, a Crimes Against Children seminar where mm -hmm. someone in law enforcement had brought up a case where it was difficult to prosecute, you know, where that had in fact occurred. So she said that, that just that one example prompted her to bring this piece of legislation forward. But we'll see what other kinds of bills will surprise us. And, you know, it's very serious business that we're dealing with in, at the legislature. Lawmakers are, you know, considering bills that or laws that impact all of the state. But it's also nice to throw in a little bit of, uh, of fun in there because it is so serious all the right. time. So it's, it's nice to mix it up. We get to do that with the quote of the day. Right. Which, which runs every day. Which in began in the Mexican. 90s when I was city editor. Right, where we catch a, a lawmaker. Oh, not always a lawmaker. It could be someone. And uh, they're often intentionally or unintentionally quite amusing. Yeah, that's true. And going back to your point, that is, you know, the fact that there's crimes where people then go on to desecrate dead bodies, that is a serious thing. And and I think uh, if New Mexico joins, we ought to have a bill that says all the things we don't do, we should just do. And then they could pass it all at once and get, you know, take care of a lot of things. Now, whether that bill will actually be considered by the legislature is a different question. Because right. in a 30-day session, as you uh, indicated earlier, it's really focused on the budget. And trying to get anything else on the agenda requires pretty much approval from the governor. Right. So uh, we'll see what, what uh, you know, as I indicated in a recent article that I wrote uh each session is different, takes a life of its own, and you, we'll see. We'll see what comes ahead. And 
let's go back to the budget. We're talking about $10 billion more or less, and a three-point-something billion-dollar surplus. Is that right? So we've got two budgets. Uh, the Legislative Finance Committee, and that uh, represents the legislative branch okay. of uh, government, has proposed a $10.1 billion budget. The executive also proposes, uh, in this case, her budget, and her budget is at ten point five billion dollars and we're looking at 3.5 billion dollars in new what they call new money in new mexico so there's a lot of stake here right and they're not going to spend all of that new money they're putting a bunch of it in reserve so we have like a 30 what out 36 something percent reserves something like that both budgets, I believe, are right around, I, I want to say that the governor's is around 34% reserves, okay. uh, but they're both around the 30% mark. Okay, so that, so that means when oil prices go down, we have some money in the bank. Well, the thinking is that, you know, New Mexico has reaped the benefits of the oil and gas industry for a really long time, but we all know that those days are numbered. And so the thinking is that while we have this influx of cash, might as well put it in or invest it in a way that when those uh, tougher periods could happen, uh, that we'll have a cushion to be able to to get by. To get by, exactly. That makes sense. All right. Thank you. We'll be back in just a moment with a wrap-up of this week's Conversations Different with Daniel Chacon and Robert Knott. My name is Maria Jose Rodriguez Cadiz, and I am the Executive Director with Solace Sexual Assault Services. Our mission is to prevent sexual violence and empower survivors of sexual violence through restoring dignity, strength, and resiliency. For almost 51 years, Solace has reduced the impact of sexual violence. We do it by focusing on human rights, social justice, hope, and dignity. We believe survivors are experts in their own experiences and acknowledge that empowering them is crucial to their healing. Our advocacy, forensic interviewing, and therapy services are centered to their needs. Our sexual violence prevention programs in schools and community is just as important. Please check our website at findsolace.org. And if in need, you can call our 24-7 hotline, which is 800-721-7273. Your support is crucial to the lives of survivors. Thank you. Gracias. We are back with Conversations Different. This is Inez Russell-Gomez talking to Daniel Chacon and Robert Knott about the 2024 legislative session in which the governor hopes to pass her budget and the legislature hopes to pass its budget and they will meet somewhere in the middle usually. Um, As we wrap up, I want to talk a little bit about education, just because that's about half the state budget. There's always uh, different arguments about how we're spending the money, if we're spending it correctly. Uh, Robert, is the moonshot mostly over and now we're just 
continuing to fund operations or are there any new things happening this year? Yeah, the moonshot was a phrase they used several years ago pre-COVID about how they were finally going to invest so much money in the public education system that they would you know, send it to the moon, so to speak. We're clearly still struggling, although in some areas New Mexico is gaining ground, graduation rates, and maybe in national surveys we're going from 49 to 44 or something. So there, that proverbial cliche, the needle is moving, might be actually happening, but it's still moving very slowly. So both budgets have, I don't know, 40, 43% of the budget is, is aimed at public education. I think one issue you're going to see come up, which we've written about, is perhaps still some legislative pushback to an enforced public education department policy of longer school years right. to, to, to um, help children. There's a counter argument that it's not more hours, it's just better teachers, better programs, et cetera. So I foresee that being one of the big issues. And I think funding for special education is probably going to play a role in, in the budget as well. Yeah, I'm really going to be curious if the PED rule, which I think might come out right before this podcast airs, uh, says you are going to add days to the school year, I know for Santa Fe, that would be another $10 million plus that they would have to find to fund that. And they really, in discussing the rule, didn't talk about who was going to pay for it and how. And the Republican legislators are very much against it because of rural New Mexico having four-day school weeks. City legislators are against it because it takes away local control and because of the cost. And I think that's going to be a battle royal, you know, if that does happen. It'll be interesting to see if the legislature weighs in in some way, whether a bill is proposed or whether there's just discussion about how can we stop this, turn this around. Again, that's one of the questions that we love going into the legislature to to stumble on. We we think the bills are the same and the people are the same, but suddenly something switches right there on the floor. Something, you know, in a committee, somebody brings something up we weren't paying attention to. And we've gotten a lot of good stories out of it in the past. So I, I don't know what will quite happen with public education, but I suspect below the budget, crime, guns, that cannabis, again, uh, housing and, and, and behavioral health, mental health help, that sort of stuff would be playing a role. And we, Robert and I will be there uh, to cover it and bring uh, daily coverage to the New Mexicans. And you tweet a lot still, or X a lot, whatever you call that. Um, so Daniel Chacon is on Twitter so or on at, X. I'm sorry, excuse me. It's at Daniel J. Chacon. And I do try to bring as much life of, of the capital. And sometimes you'll even do like live Facebook posts and stuff. You you tend to use social media to show what's happening as it's happening. Uh, Robert, uh, when you breaking news happens, the stories go up on our website. And I also feed my material to Danielle. We talked about that. I, I tweeted when I was an education reporter years ago, but when I became general assignment, I sort of dropped it. And we, he and I talked about it, and I'll just email him, and he'll say Good. my colleague Robert not, you know, tweets that. So we cover it through him, us both covering the two houses. That's exciting. And one last point is a lot of what happens is really in the details. Let's say they don't pass any new laws about alcoholism, but they raise the excise tax on alcoholic drinks, which might actually be discussed again. Or they don't uh, pass any big electric vehicle laws, but they actually give the tax credit for electric vehicles. So, so that's kind of what people should watch is those little bills that are changing the landscape without being such a big, massive thing. Is that possible? 
Yeah, I think it, it's... But take it back to your interests. We we have people watching every single issue, every single bill. And then you have your um, environmental protection people that are watching things, and your oil and gas people are watching things, and your you know, people who want the alcohol excise tax are pushing for it again. So off of that can stem all these other bills, and they, they have until midway through the session to introduce bills, and then they can no longer do it, to, to see any of these things pop up, including resolutions galore. There's one, again, for a Smokey the Bear license plate, right? Um, we can roll our eyes, like, how many license plates do we need? But Smokey Bear is, you know, he's New Mexico's little bear. <laughs> he, is, he almost was proposed as a statue in Statuary Hall uh, once upon a time before Pope got that slot. There's a lot that can be happening. So thank you for all your hard work, and we will miss you in the office. And I know that everyone will be reading at SantaFeNewMexican.com or in the newspaper or on social media. And this has been another Conversations Different. We'll be back next week. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you, and we'll see you in uh, 30 days. <laughs>